Hey everybody and welcome to uh, Law Enforcement Unconventional. This is our first maiden voyage broadcast. My name is uh, Robert Scally and I'm with... This is Wendy at the top of Bunker Hill. And yeah, we're, we're broadcasting from the top of Bunker Hill here in Charleston, Massachusetts. Um, and this is our very first show. So sit back and listen and we're going to bring you some really interesting things. Hi, welcome back. Wendy, say hello. Hi. We hope everyone's doing well today. It's a beautiful snowy day up here in Boston. Um, this first podcast is in response to some media we have seen on social media here recently. Um, there were some things that were taken out of context. And we're going to clear that up. And we would like to firmly clear up where our stance is on a couple things and explain exactly what it is that we do to help law enforcement in those communities. Yeah. Wendy, well, first we're going to tell them what, who we are and what we do. My name is um, Robert Scally. Um, if you notice my Boston accent, please don't let that scare you. But please listen to our show. Um, you're going to hear some really interesting things about law enforcement and unconventional approach to law enforcement. Now, my Boston accent um, tends to have me speak rather fast, and I get um, I'm very passionate about what I do. I'm a former 18 Delta. I was an Army Green Beret for 15 years. I spent all my time on the teams. I was uh, I was a medic on the team. I was the 18 Delta. I've been to all the shooting schools, been to some great medical schools, been to some great stuff. After I left um, Special Forces, I went into the private security industry, was out in Hollywood, um, had a very high-profile movie star. I was the head of um, Steven Seagal's uh, security. Great gig. Love Steven. Um, if he's listening, hey, we love you, and um, I'll be addressing that more in the future. Wrote a book called um, "The Unconventional Approach: uh, Unconventional Law Enforcement, uh, the um, Close Close Protection Operator Handbook." You know, it's I, I write so much, and we have so many things in the work. Uh, people ask me, "Hey, I read your book," and I'm and I kind of I have to step back and um, and kind of dive into it. Which one? But and the reason I'm we're having this broadcast, like Wendy said, is to clear up some issues. So I'm, you know a little bit about me, and Wendy, tell me a little bit about you. I'm a former contractor. I'm managing partner here at Vector Law Enforcement Shields. I'm a federal, state, and local licensed shield instructor. Um, I'm support to SF, basically, is what you see me as here. I'm support to whatever the guys need, and I'm actually a real-life shield maiden. Yeah, Wendy worked for the DOD as a, as a contractor, and, um, and that's, she's our, our true-to-life shield maiden. So if you want to check her out, you can look at our Facebook page and check us out. Go to... Um, Vectorshields.com is the website, and then you can check us out on Facebook. I'm under Wendy Schkaldmir and Vector Law Enforcement Shields. So on Facebook, they could find us by looking up? Vector Law Enforcement Shields, Vector Police Shields and Training. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, why I invented the Vector Shield. You know, it's a patented product, and we have a lot of people talking about, is the shield too small? Does the shield work? Well, we're going to clear a lot of that up. Now, I'm going to tell you why I invented it. Um, actually, it was because I saw a video of a Boston police officer about six, seven years ago being shot in the face. I saw a reaction. I saw a physiological response to the shooting that, that caught me pretty quick um, because of my background in, in medicine and tactics, you know, being in special forces. Um, I, we, we, we focus, as, a, as a team medic, I focus a lot on the, on the medical application to shootings. So I saw something that was pretty interesting, and I went back and I started looking at all of the shootings that we have seen or I've, that are on the Internet, and I saw the same common thread. 
And with that, I sat down, had a, had a, a piece of paper. We started, I started sketching this out, and then it led to the formation of Vector Shields. And what happened was I built one, sold one, built five, sold five, built 10, sold 10. But we provide the training, and we're going to get more into that as, as I... But that's really how Vector um, Shields, Vector Police Shields came to be. Um, it, because we saw, I saw a video, and I went back and did the did the um, the homework and and checked out why I saw this. Let me tell you a little bit about what I did see. I saw the officer beat the shooter. Now that's a pretty bold statement, right? I saw the officer beat the shooter, even though the shooter had the gun in his hand. I saw the officer flinch, get their hands up before the shot went off. I went back. I started looking at all of the police shootings that I could find on the internet. And basically saw the same exact thing. I saw that the the physiological response with the officer holding their hands up and stopping, well, they couldn't stop, but try, attempting to stop the bullet from entering their central line. Now, medically speaking, if a bullet enters into the central line of your body, you're, you're going to die. And again, that's what the vector shield is designed to do. And Wendy will talk about that more, but it's designed to protect the central line of the body. It's not designed to protect the whole body. It's designed to protect what we call the hydraulics of the human body, the central line, right? If a bullet goes into the central line, what happens? You're probably not going to make it. You're probably, you're definitely, probably not going to make it. And um, when we see more officers being shot where? In the head, neck, and chest. In the head, neck, and chest. Now, look at the FBI statistics last year, and, what, and I really want you all to do your homework on this, but over 40 police officers were shot and killed, Right. Out of that 40, 30 were wearing their body, body armor. So what does that tell us? They're shooting officers in the face. They're shooting you in the face. So again, I saw that flinch response, right? I saw, and I saw that the officer actually beat the shooter. So what, what happened at that point was I ended up developing uh, the, the whole concept of vector shields. Anything you want to add, Wendy? Um, just that you developed the shield after seeing that officer and it's horrible what's going on. The climate is awful. Um, we have a tool that actually stops rounds to the head, neck and chest, and it works in documented police reports at the federal state and local level across the entire United States. Tell them who we train. We train Homeland security. We train us marshals. We train several state police agencies. We train a DOJ task force who serves warrants to pedophiles. We train multiple Local. We basically travel the United States. Travel right? the we, United States at all levels. At all levels. And we, we, train. we, we train state, federal, local. I think last, the month before last, we, we did 9,000 miles. And we went from department to department. I mean, all the way up to Yuma, California, from Massachusetts to Yuma to Florida, in between stopping Texas, all across the border, everywhere we went. And we, we travel the country and we train law enforcement on using our product. Now, our product is being used by a lot of a, a lot of uh, premier agencies to include some agencies we cannot talk about. Wendy? That is true. Okay. Wendy was giving me the eyes right now saying, don't talk about it. Um, Wendy, Ops, OPSEC is a thing. OPSEC is a thing. So let, let, really, let's <laughs> Which get in. Which is kind of the reason we're in this discussion that we're in. OPSEC, we will not ever show police tactics on social media. We get asked all the time, even by officers, to please show the tactics. We cannot do that. It's a safety risk for officers. Explain why. Well, if we show the tactics on social media, the bad guys will know what you do. And yeah, that on that note, 
We were in Oregon shortly before the election, and there were terrorist organizations that were walking around with small armed secured shields using them against law enforcement. That's pretty amazing. And we, we, first of all, we don't sell to civilians. We don't train civilians. No civilian has our shield. It's all, every single shield that we produce and make has a serial number, and it's only issued to law enforcement. But we're going to tell you about the nomenclature later when we get to that part. But everything that we do is, is for the protection of law enforcement. We do not show our tactics. So people are asking us, hey, what about this? What about that? We're not showing you. We're not showing you the add-ons. We're not showing you the other things that add on to this shield. We're not showing you how an officer approaches a car. We're not showing you peak approaches and other things that we have in our training. If our training didn't work, we would not be training in the places that we're training. We can't tell you really what we do, but we're going to talk a little bit about the shield, right? And if, you, if you're a credentialed, presently have the credentials as law enforcement, and you want to call us up and have this conversation, we'll be glad to... Wendy, you want to give my website? The website, again, is VectorShields.com. Your Gmail, direct Gmail? It, the direct Gmail is SavingLivesWithVector at Gmail.com. So if you have any questions, you and also the telephone number? 239-281-8669, and we live answer the phone 24-7. So it doesn't matter if you're an officer that has a question at any time, day or night, we're here to answer your questions. And I'm going to tell you the difference between our company and other companies. Everybody in our company is either law enforcement, military, or both. So every, except one of a two are a also of the, yes, social, a media of the people. social media people. And some of the others are not, but well, the tactical uh, teams. The tactical teams. I yeah. mean, anybody that most law enforcement is going to come up against or meet, it's, they're all either military, law enforcement. And when we say military, most of all special operations. And then we have um, a lot of officers. Some of our officers have been shot. That, that, that talk about the Vector Shield, and you'll, we'll eventually bring you that. But let's, let's talk a little bit about today, um, about what we do, right? Um, let's talk about Vector Shield in, in, in particularly. Let's forget about this stuff that you're seeing on Facebook. Hey, we, it looks like this, it looks like that. You really don't know what it looks like until we're in your department and we're showing you what it's about. Correct? Absolutely. And the, from the second we get into a department, we get the big eye roll. Oh, gosh, here comes a salesman trying to sell us something that's, every time. That's funny you say that because um, people ask us, hey, wow, that's so impressive. You know, you're, you're selling all these departments. You should go on Shark Tank. And I'm like, dude, I am on Shark Tank every day. I walk into a department. We walk in. We they do hate our, us. They hate <laughs> us. I mean, initially. And then what happens? <laughs> well, tell them what happens. Within the first five minutes. A light bulb goes off, and then the officers start to think, wow, I could use this in this situation or that situation. And by the end of the time, by the time we leave in that demo or that training, 100% of the officers in the classes that we instruct want the shield or have already purchased the shield. Um, we have a 100% approval rating. Right before the election, we trained 80 federal agents. And out of those 80 federal agents, every single one of them gave us a, an approval rating and said that they wanted the shield as part of their kit. Plus hundreds of DOC. I mean, just we can go on and on and on about who and what we train. But when you tell them about what the, the difference between the large shield, do we do we like the large shields? Yes, everything has its place. Right. And, and any kind of ballistics that an officer can put in front of his or her face or his or her body is better than nothing. If, if you can put something up there, it's better than nothing. Um, the large shield in the way that we instruct gets you to the door or to the location where you need to be. The smaller shield gets you through the house or through the building. Um, at a quicker op tempo. At a, at, a, at a quicker op tempo. You can't get a large shield down a hallway. You can't get a large shield in your car. You can't get a large shield into an airplane. Um, tubular assault. Our shield goes anywhere where the large shield can't go. It's an augmentation to that. And here's, here's an interesting fact. 
Taking a vector shield using coordination with your chest plate and your helmet, you have more per square inch protection than a full-size SWAT shield. Now think about that. And it protects that critical area. Critical between, area. Between the chest plate and the helmet. See, we're about, we're about protecting critical mass that allows the officer to do their job. What happens is when you have a large shield, listen, I love the large shields, but unfortunately they won't stop. Most large shields will not stop rifle rounds. And nine times out of ten, they stay in the trunk. Nine times, and that's so true. We see it. We see it. Every department we go in, they say we got these big shields, but they sit in the trunk. And and we built a shield that sits up. Where does our vector shield sit? It rides up front with the officer in either the carrying kit, or you can actually keep it in your lap if you're driving during a riot situation. It can be stored under the seat. Officers kind of put it in whatever whatever fits the situation that they're in. But we have a carrier bag where it stores up in the seat usually. So it sits next to their duty bag right next to their passengers. So if it's a one-man car that sits right up there, but we have officers that will put it under the, under their um, front seat driver's side. There's a lot of different locations where they can put a vector shield, but we have carrying bags and we have different applications. But you know, you know the reason, why do, we keep, why do we keep the shields up front? It deploys in seconds. It's immediate cover. If you're in your patrol car and someone comes up and starts throwing rounds at you, you have immediate cover that can be deployed instantly. You don't have to go to your trunk. You're not going to be able to get to your trunk if someone starts attacking you from within your patrol vehicle. Now, here's a big question. What do you have as a police officer? What do you have in your patrol car right now that will stop 762 or 556? Exactly. So we, we actually ask a lot of officers that question when we go in there, what do you have right now that will stop 762 or 556? What do you have anywhere that'll stop around to the face? Really nothing. So I, mean, I hear all this, this pushback and we have pushback from other officers and they'll tell us, you know, oh, hey, you know, uh, we don't think that's going to work. Well, you know what? It does work. I can tell you it's complete, complete certainty that if preventing a round from entering into the center line of your body will keep you alive. You're never going to be number one in a gunfight. Most times, most police officers, and I shouldn't say number all the time, but a lot of times if someone has a weapon or you're walking up to a car and someone has a weapon in their hand, by the time they make that rotation and they're outside and, and, and you're inside that fatal funnel, by the time they make that rotation at 200 milliseconds, that round is entering into the center line of your body. And they're not shooting you in the chest. They're shooting you in the face. We can look at all the statistics. And you know, one, one thing about what we do is we train for real. Like we have a training manual. Wendy, let's talk about our training. Uh, the training is very in-depth and it's built from lessons learned. The tactics that we instruct are taken actual from actual police reports and actual incidents that have happened. Um, the best thing we can do to honor the fallen is to make sure that their brothers and or sisters don't fall in the same manner, is to protect them. Um, right. We take that very seriously, very seriously. And our main focus is to protect officers so they can then better do their jobs more safely behind ballistic cover. You know, it's so true because... People ask me why we do what we do, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, being a medic and um, my preservation of human life, but we, what we do because we like to keep people safe because is we don't want that knock on the door. And you know what, if we can put a ballistic barrier between the officer and a subject and keep that officer safe and allow them to do their job, that means my family, my mother, my relatives, my loved ones are safe. When an officer has to go into a deadly situation I'm going to make sure that we build the very best product in the world that's going to stand between them and um, in a, a dangerous situation. Now, our vector shield, it'll stop multi-strike 762556. It stops knife attacks. It stops 
again, very fast. It's lightweight. Wendy, what does it weigh? It weighs a little over eight pounds, fully loaded. Fully loaded. So again, in a, and if, in you, a, if you can't lift an eight pound shield, then sorry, yeah, you're in the wrong from, business. Stay yeah. away from your rifle. Stay away from your rifle. Uh, we say that all the time. And again, it, you can move really quick with the vector shield and intercept and allows the officer at that point to stop the aggression, right? To stop the attack. It stop, immediately stops the attack. Immediately stops the attack and allows them the chance and a few extra valuable seconds to transition to their weapon or to a tool to stop the threat. Now, what we saw on social media you know, thinks that we're advocating using shields instead of weapons. That is not what we're advocating. That stemmed from a training we did where the newspaper was present. Trying to protect officers, I decided to hide the blue guns under the chairs. When the reporter was in the room, she witnessed officers standing with shields and no guns against a knife. That is not how we train. A knife is a deadly weapon and should be treated as such, as is a bat, as is a brick, as is anything that could kill an officer. And do we, do we, you know, let's talk about policy and procedures or SOPs. Do we violate any SOPs? No, we do not. We work in conjunction with the department's SOP. So if you have to deploy a, ve a vector and then deploy your taser or deploy your, your, your ASP, your baton or your pepper spray, you can do that. So again, it's lightweight, maneuverable, get you into that, into that funnels. If you're going down a, a, a corridor, we're keeping your center line protected. If you're peeking into an attic, your head is protected. If you're peeking around a corner, your head is protected. If you're going into a car to take a subject out of that car, your head is protected. If you're stepping out of that car and someone's running at you with a knife, you're protected. You can stop, you can stop the attack, transition to whatever tool you deem necessary. That's not my job. It's not our job to tell you. My job is to build products that stop the threat. Remember this, every single, and I don't want to sound like a salesman because I'm not. I've been told to watch my swearing. You're a I'm, horrible salesman. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. <laughs> horrible. And, I, and again, I was told not to swear because they were going to beep it out on it. But I get so passionate about this because every single day, the people who make bullets are making bullets to defeat body armor. Now you think about that. You're wearing something that, that someone sitting in a lab is building another product. Now, we our shields are made with AR-600 steel. They're five millimeter thick. They're, and our coatings, are, are uh, we have a lifetime warranty on the shield. On the ballistic plate, there's a lifetime warranty. The coating that's on the shield is the same coating that's on the Pentagon. It's a PASCON coating. Um, it's AR-600 steel. If you're unfamiliar with what that stops, it's level three, stops multi-hit, 556, 7.62 green tips, all handgun rounds, knives, anything you want to put to it just about, it will stop. How about, do we have any saves? We have several saves right now um, and documented at the federal, state, and local levels. And anytime our shield has been deployed, it immediately de-escalated threat. We can prove that officers don't want to kill or hurt civilians. Every time that an officer has deployed our shield, it has de-escalated threat, and the officer was ready to apprehend someone who was trying to hurt them without any shots fired. Um, it's like nothing available. It is a true de-escalation tool, and I know you guys hate that word, but it de-escalates violence. It's more like a force reduction tool. Yeah, so we're basically, every ask is what our job is. We're kind of a liaison. Um, we deal a lot with civilians. We deal a lot with police. We're a liaison, and... Um, and Wendy's right, you know, that word de-escalation. We could do an entire podcast on this. Our mission at Factor, to be very clear, is not to de-escalate the law enforcement or de-escalate police. Our mission is to de-escalate the violence or the force being used against the police. Now, let me, let me explain that. 
You know, we're there to take away the force and the violence. If an officer can place a, a barrier between themselves and a subject and, and use the, the best tool that they have in their, in their arsenal, which is what? Their voice. If they can talk people down, let's give them that option. I want to make sure that officers are safe because if some nut job all of a sudden decides to run at them, and I've seen those, like the video we just got today, right? Um, we see people running at officers with knives. I have officers all over the country that send me these reports daily. I see videos. I see everything. On that note, we do not teach extravagant knife fighting tactics. Zero. None. You put the shield up to deflect the first round or the first Strike. knife attack, and then you respond per your SOP with whatever weapon is deemed necessary at that point. We don't instruct officers to approach people with knives without weapons what you saw was completely taken out of context with a title that didn't even match with the picture that was shown. And our training will attack you with the baseball, aluminum baseball bat. And it's not a partial swing. Ask any officers that have gone through our training. We'll hit you full steam with a baseball bat. Nine out of 10 times, we'll bend the baseball bat around the shield. We'll strike you so hard. Bobby has legitimately almost killed an officer I've, with I've, a base split. split I've split them open. Yes. I mean, yes. Andy, Andy Lavoy, we love you. And I'm going to send that out because Andy's one of our big people. Um, you know, there's, there's been things that we've done um, during our training. And let me tell you something. We train for real. So if anybody's asking, hey, we're, we're the base, we throw bricks at people. We want you to use sim rounds on our shields. It doesn't void the warranty. You can't do that with the other shields. We want you to take them into the shoot houses. We want you to see how they, how they function. You can't test. So, Wendy, it's, when I talk about a lifetime warranty and she'll tell you, oh, it doesn't include the straps, that's what she's talking about. We still have straps that have been around for six years. Right, right. They're but, still going to outlast anything else. But the but, shield itself has a lifetime warranty. Let me ask you, let me ask you, if we're in the money-making business or in the bullshit business, we'd be building shields that we got to replace every five years. We're actually building to put ourselves out of business. And people ask us all the time, well, wait a minute, you're not going to sell a shield once and then you're not going to go back? And like, yeah. We make sure that our shield, we're built with American steel, American workers, every shield is serial numbered. We're building products made in America that's going to last a lifetime. And that's not a sales pitch. I'm very passionate about what I do, right? And you can hear it in my voice. Wendy, you want to jump in? Our legal department cringes every time Bobby speaks. Yeah, because I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the most bats, politically. bricks, and lifetime warranties. Yeah, they, they don't like us. seeing me hit people with bricks and baseball <laughs> bats. and But, you know, we train as we fight. I mean, that's everybody has to train as they fight. We absolutely do. And we'd rather see a bleed in training than out, out on the street. Bleed on the streets. So, um, so, again, what does a vector do? It fills also about filling the gap. Correct. It's a much-needed gap between body armor and the big shield. There's We need an intermediate there, and it doesn't exist. And the shield is actually comparable to the coupler if you're familiar with any warrior tactics or that was one of the references that was made in that post that we saw in social media lately so some people do get it all warriors through time have carried shields and we've lost that well we talk about that in training yep. so all you officers whether federal state or local have been to our training i think we spend um the first hour on training it's a four to six hour training program but the first hour was spent on shield history. On history. And we, we talk about the Spartans, the Romans, the Vikings, and what does that have to do with shields? Well, let me tell you something. Shields have been on the battlefield for thousands of years. The shield is meant to protect life, and the sword was meant to, to take life. So again, you need that positive, negative balance in life, but we like to explain why shields are, are being made. 
We go through the scutum. We go through um, the argive handle. We talk about history, about shields, and how they're being used and what they were designed for. New tools, new tactics. New threats, new tools, new tactics. Correct. Yeah. So again, we're approaching that every day. But the, sh the, the vector shield is designed to protect the center line of an officer, allowing them to transition to whichever tool they need. It gives them that extra second in order to do that. And that was a big question that came up. If we instruct officers when they are supposed to deploy, it is up to the departmental SOP and the shield can be deployed at any point in the uh, use of force continuum. That's a good point. Any point. And, and you know what? Officer shows up, they're holding a shield. Trying to, again, the sheer presence of an officer holding a shield hopefully will de-escalate a threat, right? It's worked in every situation well, Hopefully so it will de-escalate a threat. And then if we move up the use of force continuum, right? Well, and then if any point the officer has to transition force or do something, they can stop, they can put something between them and the threat. It gives that extra two feet in front of them, right? From the, between the shield and the officer to allow their right hand or their left hand to transition to whatever tool they need while they're stopping the threat running at them. And if they didn't have that, you're going to see the, an officer putting both hands up and we'll get into the flinch response. We'll have entire episodes with, with doctors on to talk about that. The big thing about law enforcement unconventional, we're not here to tell you how to do your job. We're here to bring tools, tips, tactics, and training other things that are being used unconventionally, and we're going to have them on. We're going to have police officers on talking about community policing and how they do it. We have been all over the country, and we have some phenomenal chiefs, some phenomenal officers who, have, who are doing community policing. Who Some of them have been shot in the head. Um, I mean, remember that time in Tennessee when um, one of the departments were we in were, there? Yeah, that was part of the reason we were called there. One of the officers had been shot in the head, and his hat, the pin on his hat stopped it. I think he was a Marine. Wasn't well, it he? hit his head, but it went through through the anchor of his ball cap, and it struck him in the head. But but we went we went there, and here's the thing: we're teaching the class, and they all had to leave because there was a suicide or gunshots in a hotel. Yep. And then uh, they all had to leave the class after class. Come back. We finished the class up. Then we went back a couple months later, and here's a strange thing: um, Wendy was actually staying in the room that. Um, oh, where the gentleman had un unfortunately committed suicide. Right. Yeah. But see how, and they asked us, hey, what hotel? You told them. And then it was just to see how small the world is. But, you know, we travel the country and we're talking to officers on a daily. And a lot of them will take us to the side and say, hey, I was shot. You know, I was stabbed. I was, this happened to me. That happened to me. And Every department we're in, they can see a use for it. They've either been shot or shot at, or they know someone who was shot or stabbed or a situation where what we do could have saved a life or provided extra protection. Let's talk about our training just so they can know that this, we're not a shield. We don't just make it, send it to you in a pretty wrap box and then tell you, oh, hey, here's your shield. You do what you want with it. The, the, the disconnect is the training. Now, my time in special forces has taught me train, assist, and advise. And I would go in and I'm basically a trainer. That's what special forces does. Well, one of our missions. And I would go in there and I would do like a JSAT or, um, or an MTT. And I would go in there and I would train troops you know, anywhere in the world, and we do the same exact thing we do from department to department, right? We go in and train. So um, we developed our own training manual. Our training manual is how long, Wendy? Uh, a couple hundred pages. I don't know the number how, exactly. And we train them on how many? 60? 63 or 65 points. 65 points. And each one of those points comes from an actual incident or type of experience that an officer has had. 
And you know who our best um, our best people to talk to isn't even us. Don't talk to we us. We don't want you to talk to us. Speak to an officer who carries our shield. Speak to an officer who was saved. Speak to a department who has a track record of using our shields where instances have been avoided. We have tons of officers speak on our behalf at the federal, state, and local level. You can speak to all sorts of SROs, SWAT, prisons, um, fugitive apprehension teams, DOJs. We have, we have an officer in every field that would be willing to speak to someone else on what it is that we do and how it's worked for them in the, in the field. And it's, you know, it's amazing is um, a lot of times we'll have officers say, oh, you know, we don't like this. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they give us a problem to a solution. And, before um, they see before it. Before they even see it. And it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't think this will work. And, and I'm like, you know what? Why don't you talk to people that are, are using it? Why don't you, new tools, new tactics. Here's the, here's the deal. Bad guys know your SOPs and your training better than you do. Better than the young guys or, or young women on the police departments. And the thing that really bothers me is that every time that I know in a couple of days from now, even after doing this broadcast, an officer is going to be killed. They're going to walk up to a car. They're going to walk up to a door. They're going to walk up to a person and they're going to be killed. And if I could just get our shield into the hands of that officer to put it between themselves and the threat, we'll give them the fighting chance. And that's all that we're trying to do here at Vector. That's what we're trying to do. You want to call me up? You can call me directly. My telephone number, 617-416-9383. I answer my phone all the time. Unless, of course, if we're doing a podcast or I'm in training, and then I'll call you back. But the thing is, we're very passionate about what we do, and it really, really, it, it, it does something to us to let us go out there, and we're trying to help law enforcement by bringing these new, t- listen, we bring a lot of really good um, special operations guys with a lot of experience um, into this realm also. We bring a lot of police officers with a lot of experience into this realm also. And we let them talk about ideas, right? Yeah. That's, that's what we do. So again, it's a forum where, where special operations and law enforcement can come together with new ideas on tips, tactics, training. We're not, listen, I'm not a big advocator on weapons. I'm not, I'm really not. What I'm a big advocator on is safety. If I can keep you safe and get you up to that position, then you make the decision on what you need to do for your job, right? I'm not there to tell you when to when you get into the fatal funnel what your job is going to be. Not there to do that. Um, our job is to keep you safe while you're doing your job. And every time you deploy a vector shield, 100% of the time we're going with you. And we build a product that stands between life and death. There's a difference. I'm not building whistles. I'm not building shoes. I'm not building police uniforms. Everything that's deployed is about, has to save an officer's life. And you know what? I have officers call me after a shooting or officers call me up and I hear some horrific stories from, personally from them. And then I've had officers go through, through shootings, call me the next day and say, hey, I need a shield. You know, I, I think that some people don't know what they don't know. When, it comes, when it comes, right? When yep. it comes to training, don't know what you don't know. And I'm not saying that, you know, oh, I, I'm, I had an officer one time got really insulted when I said that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Well, don't, you don't tell me about my tactics. And I'm like, if you knew 5,000 year old shield tactics from the Spartans, the Romans and the Greeks, then I'm sorry. And again, that's what we teach. The handle that we designed on the, on the vector shield is an R-give handle designed by the Spartans. It absorbs, it absorbs energy. Absorbs energy. Yeah. It's like a tuning fork. And then we have um, the, the stack formations uh, you know, from the Romans. A lot of the training that we do 
Never put the shield beyond your lead foot because it counterweights your balance. You're going to be, when you see our training manual, then you'll understand, right? And a lot of times, if a lot of the officers want to call up and get a, 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 um, um, a, a briefing on what we do, like what our training's about, Saving Lives with Vector? Saving Lives with Vector at gmail.com. So, and again, go to website. Now, our website really doesn't show too much about what we do. Does it, Wendy? Well, you really can't because we can't show tactics on the website. Um, but again, we have we have video and we can train in person and do demos in person or via the internet. Um, but we, we, we go over kind of ambush tactic training. We go over... Um, Our counter ambush is the best in the industry. Yeah, from from yeah. what officers have told from us. From what officers say. And um, we bring in a lot of really experienced instructors that have been in ambushes that that have that have done a lot of amazing stuff, and um, we like to pass that knowledge forward. I'll have teams call me all the time. Hey, do you think this guy will come and talk to us? Do you think, and the, you know that some of the train some of the trainings that we have. I mean, we have um, look at Rat. Rat's a great trainer. Yeah, you know he was the head of the uh, Marine Corps um, combatives combatives program. program, and um, but we have some really great trainers um, that are part of what we do. So, um, anything else we want to discuss and talk about, Wendy? Um, just to touch on what you were saying, the terrorist organizations here in the States are Googling ballistic shields by the thousands. We get the analytics. There were twelve or 15,000 searches for ballistic shields a few months ago. Um, they were not law enforcement. So, what Bobby was saying about the bad guys learning your tactics, they're also trying to buy your equipment. Look what happened in Portland. Look at Portland for an example. I mean, we've seen the video. They had shields, the police had shields. And it looked like I was, I was actually looking for, like I was watching Alexander the Great, a replay of Alexander the Great, two opposing armies with, with shields. And the shields that the, that, the, that the, I don't know what to call them, but they were holding were homemade plywood shields. Yep. Stopping rubber bullets, they were stopping everything. And the vector shield, again, our shield, when you show up to a riot with our shield, you can't even see it. It's slung on the back of an officer, Right. You go hands-free. And then if you want to transition into our centerline protection, the vector shield, you can do that. It doesn't agitate the crowd, right? If you step We out have of officers that deploy them on every single call that they do. They sling it, they wear it on their arm, and they say once you get used to it, it's like an extension of your body. And we just had, Actually, we had an officer today that just sent you a, to reminded us about the breaching. Use it as a breaching tool. We take off doorknobs. You can, you can go through a door with the vector shield. Take off the doorknob, push it happens. We've had officers go into bathrooms, get attacked by machetes, stop the attack. Been on the radio talking about it. And we'll actually have him on one of our one of our um, Hank. We're going to have Hank on one of our um, our bro- one podcasts. Of the podcasts. We yeah. had a federal agent who got hung up on entry. the 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 lock failed on the door, and they couldn't get in. And they got in with our smaller shield and stopped a man who was reaching for his handgun. They breached the breach. They breached through the door. The lock fell off. It jammed the door halfway through. They had to make a decision. They couldn't get the big shield through the door. They transitioned to the little shield because this this um, entry officer uses both shields. You can use both shields. You can take the big shield. He said, okay, I can't get through with the big shield. He tra- immediately transitioned into the vector shield, made it up the stairs, had his weapon drawn before the guy was putting his hand on a three fifty seven. I mean, these are, these are the after-action reports that... that Make us do what we do. Which goes back to making entry undercover with a faster op tempo. Right. And you know what? I really want I want to send you our training. Uh, don't mind that noise in the background. That's me trying to um, shuffle my paperwork so I make sure I hit some of the big topics. Um, and also, we'll send you 
our training manuals. If credentialed you, officers. The credential. Thank you, Wendy. Yes, credentialed officers. Yeah, so when obviously you know that I handle all the training and Wendy handles all of the business side of the house. I'm the gatekeeper. Yes, we need gatekeepers. So again, um, any other things we want to discuss about the shield? We have we 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 went over briefly the training, but you know what? Seeing the stuff that we see on Facebook and it's you know it's so stupid. Social. If you're learning your tactics from social media and you can't open your eyes beyond that, then you, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, imagine arguing tactics. Arguing. Listen to the how 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 sensible this sounds. I am going to have argue police tactics. On social media? On a social platform where every terrorist organization in the planet can see it. Right. So again, we're not going to sit there and go off the tactics. You want to call me, if you want to call me direct instead of making a keyboard keyboard commando um, 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 statement, call me direct, 617-416-9383. Want to tell me you hate the shield? Great. Call me up and tell me. But tell me why. Tell me, oh, I think you need this on the shield. You know what? We probably have it on there because it's a platform. But if you have anything to say, we want you to call us directly and, ha- and bring it on because the only way we're going to make a product better, good, bad, or indifferent, we have to address it. And we're not afraid about ind- addressing all these, all these you know, keyboard commandos saying, well, you know, I've done this and I've done that. Yeah, it's great. And then come to find out, you know, I'm talking to someone who's never picked up a shield, never made entry, never did anything. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we don't argue with civilians on tactics. Well, you know, I think that this, oh my God, you would have absolutely, I'd spend all day responding to nonsense. But if you're a police officer with credentials and you want to ask us about our training and tactic, you call us directly and we will be glad to approach this. Not again, I'm not a good salesperson. I, I'm only here to talk about tactics and bring our very best training to law enforcement so we can keep people alive. Because the fact is this, in a couple of days from now, a police officer is going to be killed. That, that is, is an historic fact. It's a horrible fact. It's a horrible fact. So some, and we always call it the what if, right, Wendy? I call what it if? the what if. And I said, what if I could just get a shield into their hands, right? I have other police officers. Oh, I don't think this, you know, they've got no solution to the problem. But again, they have an awful lot of comments. But what about that one officer that's going to be killed a couple days from now? What about that person? Do they deserve a fighting chance? I think so. And I'm going to fight. I'm going to, I'm going to say something. I'm going to walk in. I've got a big mouth. I'm going to walk in and I'll say, hey, take our shields. Do a T&E. See if you like them. Go through the training. Then make your comments. Right? Don't, don't tell me that I'm going to send an officer out of their car because I have to, I read every single report. I read their names. I read it out loud. And some of them really, and I have people, other officers that text me, even this morning when I'm waking up, hey, this shield could have prevented this. And that's what we, that's why we do what we do. But if you don't know about our product or what we do, we don't, we don't go on social media. Um, we don't go on there and start, you may see some of our pictures, but we're not showing you fatal funnels or, Anything, you know, extract. We're not showing any of that stuff. But, you know, oh, I don't think it works. Really? I don't care what you think. The shield is small. That's its greatest attribute. And everyone seeing it on Facebook and saying those comments, centerline. I can't even explain to you how important centerline protection is. If your cranial nerves are protected and your head is protected, you have a hell of a lot better chance of surviving than not. Okay, my background is in close protection. My, my background is... Um, keeping people safe. I've been paid to keep people safe close. Now, I tell people, you want to see how our shield works? 
get yourself and a friend, do three feet apart. Take your cell phone, hold your cell phone up in front of your face, way out in front of your face, your friend's face. Ask him what part of the body they can see. Now, the shield's a lot bigger than the cell phone. But again, I can make sure the closer you are, the better the shield is. Because it's designed for close protection. It's not, a sw- it's not designed to get you from point A to point B like a large shield is designed. Every shield has its... Listen, the history of shields will tell you whether we're using buckler shields, whether we're using um, archery shields, whether we're using scutums or hoplongs, whatever shield we're using, and we talk in depth about this, they have their tool and their application. Law enforcement today has to move quicker and faster at a faster op tempo in order to beat a shooter, right? Because here's the thing. You're not stopping arrows. You're stopping bullets. You know, again, we're going to talk a little bit about the flinch response, but if I can get an officer to flinch, which naturally you're going to be, and if you get into the flinch, right, re- the, 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 a flinch, and if you can get into that a flinch, and we'll, we'll discuss that in further, by flinching with the vector shield, you're, you're keeping your center line protected. The question is, could I be shot holding the vector shield? Yes, you could be shot. But hopefully you're shot in a good spot, like arms or legs, and keeping this, the bullets away from the center line of the body. Because they're not shooting you in the chest. Look at FBI statistics. They're shooting you in the head. And that's the fact. Wendy, anything else you want to say about that? I think that's pretty good. We just want to address the things that we're seeing on social media. Um, We are 100% pro-law enforcement. We have family, brothers and sisters, loved ones that are all law enforcement. We have a vested interest in keeping law enforcement safe. Our first priority is to do that. And a, a protected officer is a safer officer for the public as well. Make better decisions. You can, if, if you're protected, of course, you can act. You, you, know yeah. we, you know what we try to do? We try to give you that extra valuable couple of seconds to assess the situation and safely. I mean, yeah. we've had officers saying thank yous to us because they had Almost a bar- daily. We bar- get a text we had or a, bar- a call or something. Barricade, thank you. Barricaded subject. Officer couldn't get the big shields down this narrow hallway, deployed the vector shield, and he said... I want to thank you. We did not have to shoot that subject as I talked him down. And you know what? That's the stuff that you're never going to hear. You know, you know, you never, the good missions, even in special forces, are the ones you never know about, right? It's, and again, we do the same thing. We're quiet professionals. We're not out there beating our drum. Hey, check out this officer. You know, he, he didn't do this. He, he shot this. I'm so sick and tired of the, um, the negative press. And again, they do nothing but, but, but attack officers that are doing their job correctly, right? Every single day we see that. We see an officer being brought up on charges for whatever, you know, um, doing their job. And then people saying, well, I don't think they should have done this. Again, the keyboard warriors all attacking a department shouldn't have done this. They're not there putting their life in danger to protect other people like, like, like our officers across this country are doing. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm in, I am in more departments than most police officers, right? I am in department that after is true. department after department. all the time. I have never, never heard an officer saying, we need more guns. They all want ballistics. We all want ballistics. And you can't stop a gun with a gun. You, impossible. I don't care how many gun courses you go to, teaching you how to, how to draw and how to engage. That's one aspect of that. But again, we build ballistics that work. And we're not the ones to ask about it. What's in the field? They're already being used. Anything else you want to want to put in there, Wendy? 
I think that's about it. If you've got questions, call us directly at 239-281-8669. Visit us at VectorShields.com or on social media at Vector Police Shields and Training. And you're going to hear more about um, law enforcement. We really want you to come in because we're going to have some really great stuff talking about um, more about the shield. Um, even we talk- have some big industry industry names, um, people that have been that have been around the world and done this stuff professionally. Yeah, exactly. From, from very well-known people to people that are in dangerous situations, but we want to look at the unconventional aspect of law enforcement, right? What makes these little tricks work? What, everything we do is unconventional. Everything we do, everything in life, like, right? New tools, new, ta- and new tactics, new training, right? We have to, and that's why before you even get a vector shield, can you just buy one? No. No, can't get one. You won't even get an email from me until I vet that you're a law enforcement. And then after we do that, you're going to have to go through our training. And you know what? On our dime, we will fly all over the country to make sure that we're going to train those. We're up in Washington State. We're up in Texas. We're somewhere in Tennessee or whoever it is, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. We're somewhere, but we'll go there to train a department because it means that much to us. If one officer anywhere wants a shield, we'll make sure they get it. We make sure they get it. And you know what? Because maybe we can save, we can save that knock on the door. Which is, a, which is a real thing. And I always hear it's not going to happen in our department. You know what? I have been in departments talking to chiefs, left that department, and then, and then officers have been killed. Fact. And then we've been called back after the fact and because then what been, we do could have protected that officer. It's horrible. It's hard, you know, but it's every day we're out there um, trying to bring. And if you have a new, you see our shield and you want to call about, ta- want to talk about tactics? Talk about tactics. If you have an idea, if you're law enforcement and you think our shield could be used in a unique way that we're not doing yet, call us. Give us a tactic. We give credit to officers who give us ideas. And we'll occasionally post on our um, Facebook page. We'll you'll see some of the videos of um, we have one of a BORTAC instructor doing um, walking up to a car. Yeah, um, amazing. When I saw you, highly trained, highly trained individuals. I mean, uh, it makes me it makes me um, appreciate being an American to know that we have this law enforcement out there that are protecting us, that are doing a great job. They're not sitting behind a, a keyboard. What they are is they're out there every single day trying to build new tools, new technology, new training to keep our law enforcement across this country safe. If we read anything about history, when Rome falls, we all fall. And that's what we're trying to prevent. I could, you know, we're going to have some really great shows in the future. Um, some really interesting things. We're super excited about what we do. We love working with law enforcement. You guys are great. Stay safe. And we really appreciate it. And that's today's um, quick show. It was an impromptu one. We're going to have music and intros and exits and commercials on the next show, but we figured we want to get this one out there and, and talking about it. And um, anything else we want to talk, we want to say hello to anybody. Well, we will be doing that. Um, I think this this one today was our response to um, the social media. It was a response to the social media, and we'll just leave it at that. And again, if you want to call us up and have a conversation, you have my telephone number. I'd love to talk to people that care about protecting law enforcement. But you know what? You want to you want to you want to rip apart law enforcement. You want to say something that's negative. There's always going to be those people out there. This defund the police. We need to refund the police with proper ballistics and proper training and the things that they need. And we, we work hard at doing that. Grant programs. We, we are the ones that are out there fighting to get officers better training, better equipment. Um, we're up at the state house trying to do bills. We're out there doing all the stuff that we can do to try to get law enforcement because we, we truly, that is our mission. 
right? If Be- you're a civilian out there with a company, you can donate for shields to go into a department. And we've had we've had to, we've had people doing that. We have people do, do do that. We've had wives buy shields for their husbands. And we've again, had, our shield price is probably it's a third, seventy five percent less than any other level two shield out there. And again, um, call level us up. Three, I'm sorry, a level three. But again, if you're sporting a level two vest or you need plates, um, we have we have companies that are out there that provide really good stuff, but we only do shields. Let me be clear. Our shield is a level three. Yeah, just I'm, I'm reading paperwork right now. And <laughs> Wendy's keeping me online. And this yes, is sir. And this is unedited. You know, we're not going to edit anything out. Occasionally, I drift off in, into some... Um, into something and she'll say she'll snap me back onto reality. But we, um, we're very passionate about what we do and, um, something new for us. This podcast is something new. We're great with tactics. Navigating media has proven to be something a little bit different. Yeah. But if you want to hear our voice, you can hear us directly, yeah. right? So we're doing this because in response, I could not type all this information. I'd be writing another book. I tried. I kept up with one of the the posts on a thread and it about killed me. And then we have 500 more threads to go. And we have tons of police officers texting us. Hey, dude, did you read this? And I'm like, yeah, but what the hell? I'm read, respond back to it. And again, um, you know, we're not, we're not shy about um, responding back to stuff. No, and I, I don't care about what anyone has to say. I know what we do works. We can save officers. We do save officers. And if we can just save one officer, it's worth all the aggravation and frustration. Yeah. You know, there's, a, you know, things are happening to law enforcement every single day. And let's hear the positive side of it. Let's it's horrible. I, I spoke to an officer from Texas this morning. He, he went out without power for three days with two young kids, and now he's out helping everyone else while, right. still, while still doing his shift. And that's the type of people that, that they don't know. They, they see law enforcement as being this blue beam of light with clubs and whatever, you know, rioters and blah, blah. But they don't understand that there's these people stopping to help strangers, even off duty. This is a man with a wife and two young kids with no power. And now he's out trying to patrol and help others. Probably on his own time too. He Probably does, on his own time. He does time. do a lot of stuff on his own time for yeah. the community. And and you know what? They should get credit. And um, we have a lot of great officers in this country and um, a lot of great military, um, a lot of great people in special operations and patrol and every aspect and every level. And hopefully we're going to be able to bring that to you. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up right now and say thank you very much. Um, my name is Robert Scally and uh, Wendy. This is Wendy. We thank you so much. Stay safe.